Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? Welcome back, my friends. Pastor David here sitting uh, at the podcasting table with my beautiful bride, as always. Hey, everybody. It's Pastor Tanya. She released a message to us this weekend called Grab, Trust, Move. Excellent message, excellent delivery, a lot of fun. Got an honorable mention of my goddaughter in there. And that message is available on YouTube. We'll have the link somewhere in the description of, of this podcast. But if you haven't heard the message, definitely go back and listen to the message. These little conversations that we're having are just intended to reflect and go maybe even a little bit deeper. So God said that there are three things that will last forever. He said faith, hope, and love. He also said that of the three, that love was the greatest. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about love, what love is, what love isn't, how love looks, what love does. And and we do spend a fair amount of time talking about faith. We're we're faith people. We have to have faith to move the heart of God. Uh, We have to grow our faith and exercise our faith and stretch our faith and apply our faith. And there isn't a, a ton of teaching. There's some, but there's not a ton of teaching on, on hope. And, you know, when I think about these things, whenever I hear messages on faith, hope, or love, I always think how God said, these are the, these are the three things that are going to last forever, and love is the, is the greatest. And I think, well, when I'm in heaven, what am I going to need faith for? When I'm in heaven, what am I going to need hope for? Yet God said that those things are always going to exist. So interesting how faith and hope will look differently in, in heaven. You know, the faith and hope will, will look different. But, but down here, hope can be challenging. Hope can, hope can be a, r- a real challenge to us. And, and in your message, you asked us, when was the last time that you hoped? And that was uh, in, an interesting question to, to ask us. And as I reflect on that, you know, I'm, when is the last time I hoped? What, what have I been hoping about? Have I been hoping for miraculous things? Have I been hoping for earthly things? Like, what kind of things have I been hoping for? So why is hope so important to the believer and so important to our lifestyle of faith? You know, asking that question, it's a really good litmus test just to see where your heart is, where your focus is, and and what are you thinking of. Hope is so important to the believer's lifestyle. You know, it's really a sad story when there's a woman who, let's say, there's a woman who is, is pregnant and they wait to share this news with the world. They wait for the first trimester to be over because doctors are telling them that is the most dangerous time. Sure. Um, and so they don't share that news. They don't celebrate that new life. They, they don't just enjoy that time with their family. They, they wait to see, oh, well, is this baby going to be okay? That's fear. That is fear stopping them. Mm. 
and and it's just to me it's such a a sad thing i think when we stop hoping we stop putting our trust in god to come through we stop putting our trust in god to come through and take care of the situation and when we stop trusting god to come through we're stopping really giving him glory these these women and i and i don't mean to come down on anybody you know if if they're waiting but i i want you to really think about the why what's stopping me from sharing my hope of this life uh, of of delivering this beautiful precious person into the world what's stopping my hope that god can take care of this baby now god can take care of this baby in the first trimester all the way through celebrate that now rejoice now for the life start building faith start building hope now you know i think hope is like a it's like a a, a faith seed it's like this is where faith is born mm-hmm. so share that hope so that God can be glorified. Don't wait until you have the answer. Don't wait until the, oh, everything's going to be fine. Give glory now and let them be fine and then glorify God again. Yeah, it would seem to me, especially in the example that you set, let's let's just say that the first trimester is the most dangerous. Well, it makes sense to me that you would want your faith people around about you that you would share that with them so that they could be praying over you. If that's the danger zone, that's where you want the most prayer protection. That's where you want the most help. That's where you want the most covering. Exactly. But should you not share that hope, you're not going to get that covering. You're not going to get that prayer. You're not going to be surrounded in the way that your heart in this time may need to be surrounded. So I think we can all agree that fear is the opposite of faith. Right. Right. So fear is faith, but it's it's faith in in the negative. Right. Right. It's faith in that negative thing that's going to happen instead of having what God calls faith and that's in the positive thing that's going to have the thing that you're that you're believing for. Right. So you made an interesting contrast between hope and fear. In your opinion, is there a neutral space or when it comes to something that I'm, you know, something big in my life or something I'm believing for or something that God has asked me to do? And I've got an opportunity. I can I can be in hope about this thing, or I can be in in fear about this thing. Is is there a neutral? Is there a place in the middle where you're not in hope, but you're not in in, in fear? Or is it that you're either in hope or fear? To me, there are no fence sitters in the kingdom. I think you are either in hope or you're in fear. Um, I think when you have that hope. It's not one of those things you have to go blasting to everybody, but it is something to share with those that are close around you to say, hey, here's my situation. Here's my desired result. Here's what I'm hoping for. Will you pray with me and start turning that little hope seed into faith? You can have people that are going to come around and water and water that seed and and pray for you and and speak faith to you when your hope starts lagging. When, when things start taking some time or if you start seeing things not go the way that you want to, you've really got to guard that seed. Yeah, you asked us a lot of really interesting questions this Sunday, challenging questions. One, one of the other questions you asked us was, why did you stop hoping? Mm-hmm. Why did you stop? What are some reasons that Christians stop hoping? Well, like I said before, I think fear is a big one. They're afraid to hope for something because in the next one, what if I'm disappointed? Mm-hmm. What if the answer is no? How am I going to explain this? This is going to hurt me more to have to talk about this. They are, I think people are just unsure. I think people 
a, a lot of times, and, and I've been guilty of this too, we live in the what if. What if this happens? And there's always the questions, what if? But that's where we're called to overcome those what ifs in faith. Instead of saying what if, start proclaiming God said. Yeah, I feel like those are both right on. I think another reason why Christians stop hoping is social pressure. Mm. I think we're surrounded by unbelief. And, you know, even in even in commercials, just your general benign commercials, there's like this assault on God and godly things. I remember um, I listened to satellite radio and I remember this. There was a, a, a commercial for this recruitment website and they were like, hey, you can use our website or you can hope and pray that God brings the right people around. I remember that. Yeah. And it's like we're always throwing like hope and prayer un- under the bus as if as if it's it's not valid there's like this constant attack on our faith or if we share what we're believing for with somebody else and like you like to say the the dream crushers come in and they like to try to try to rob our faith so that we do have to kind of keep some of that stuff concealed we have to keep it close to the vest so to speak keep it tight in our hearts but i think one of the reasons that that christians can lose their hope is because of the the social pressure around us, which kind of leads me to my next question. What kind of things can we do to protect our hope? What kind of things can we do to practice our, our hope? Well, I think some just very easy things that we can do to, to protect our hope is to share that with believers, is to share that with people who are familiar with speaking life into a situation, to share that with people whom we trust and whom we know pray. Uh, when we pray through our hopes, that hope turns to faith, right? Faith faith is things hoped for, right? Evidence of those things unseen. And I think we can just bring our hopes to faith people so they can help us turn that hope into faith and start pulling that thing in from heaven for what the Lord has for us. Another way to uh, to protect and to, to practice hope, and I, lo- I love the way you worded that, to practice hope, because it is a practice. We've got to keep at it. We've got to keep that fight against, like you said, the the world that makes us feel foolish for having these hopes. But I think a way to practice it is to give voice, is even in the things that we say are, you know, quote unquote, little things. There's nothing that's too little for God. And it's really a good thing for us to check where our heart's at. You know, it might have been foolish 50 years ago to tell people who started praying to overturn Roe versus Wade, oh my gosh, that'll never happen, that'll never happen. 50 years later, here we are, this has happened. Just keep on it and keep giving voice to it, even through the world coming at you saying, hey, that's foolish, or what if this, what if that, just to keep giving voice to that hope. What a great lesson. What a great example of remaining faithful, that whole Roe v. Wade uh, decision mm-hmm. is a great example of just remaining faithful. I know that when when I became conscious of what was happening, the American Holocaust, Roe v. Wade, and really started studying up and becoming educated on that topic, I just a, a real passion in my heart for, for all things life and pr- protecting life and protecting the unborn. I can't imagine what it, what it was like for somebody who was like me, Mm-hmm. 50 years ago when that decision was made by the Supreme Court how they must have been feeling how devastated they it, they must have been tempted to just be completely devastated like this must be it this is the end times this is right it's over right but they they I'm sure picked themselves up by their bootstraps and started to get in faith about it and 
started that really long, difficult, turned out to be a 50-year process of faithful prayer and conversations with other Christians saying, hey, we have to do something about this. Yeah, You shared a really, really important scripture with us this Sunday uh, out of the book of Proverbs in the 13th chapter and in verse 12. Solomon talks about how hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And we find that that kind of vernacular all over the, the Bible. This is like a tree of life. So tree of life refers to the impartation of God's own life, his zoe kind of life, the life-giving life, God's kind of life. A tree of life refers to being near to God's power and in God's presence. Mm -hmm. So the scripture says that a longing fulfilled, which started in hope, Mm -hmm. that longing fulfilled is like a tree of life to us. So tell us how a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Well, when we think about it in that instance, a tree of life, a longing fulfilled, it bears fruit. The tree bears fruit, the, the, the seed according to its kind, right? So it's going to bear fruit. What is that fruit for us? That fruit for us is a testimony. That longing fulfilled is our testimony. Why is that important? Because the Bible tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. See, now we have fruit to fight the enemy with. Now we have a testimony. So when we start voicing our hope and we start giving scripture to it and speaking life into it and the enemy comes and the enemy will come after it and and try to, to fear you out of it or discourage you out of it. Look, you've got testimony to say, hey, God came through here and he's gonna do it again. I've got proof. I've got testimony. I'm looking at it all over, all around me. And now when I have a hope for something I've got no business hoping for, I have this testimony that I can take to that and say, look, Lord, you did it for me here. Father, I got no business praying that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. It's such a strong thing in America, but I'm going to pray anyway because you came through for me here, and I know this is your will, and I know this is your way, and look what happened. It sounds to me like like it's important to start with some little things where the Lord comes through for you and then you either write those things down or, or actually you have some kind of like physical trophy, the thing that you prayed for, and remember that thing and let that fuel your hope for the next bigger thing that's going to come along because there's always a next bigger thing. Right, and I, and I want, you know, the listeners to hear me well. It's not about houses or cars or, or any of those type of things. It's that you got no business praying for it because it seems so big. And here comes God saying nothing is too big for me. Yeah, nothing's impossible for God. Yeah. Nothing's impossible for him. The message is called Grab, Trust, Move. It was released on July 31st, Sunday morning, and it's available on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Towers, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one-